Here's an honest question. How are you supposed to know what to do with your money? Very few of us are exposed to meaningful advice on how to manage our finances. Even fewer have the means to get professional financial guidance. Betterment is a platform that was built to do something radical, to give accessible financial advice that puts you first. If you're like most Americans, your money is probably sitting in a savings account, likely earning you next to nothing. Maybe you have an investment account that you're not really sure what to do with. Betterment can help you make sense of what to do with your money. Investing involves risk, but you don't have to know the ins and the outs of the stock market to start investing for your future. Betterment's technology will put your money to work choosing the stocks and strategies that are right for you because we know you have other things to do. Betterment's platform can even provide guidance on what financial goals make sense for you. Give your money a new home with Betterment, peace of mind included. Download the Betterment app today. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-M-E-N-T for the betterment of you. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Forever Blue Shirts Radio. And welcome to Forever Blue Shirts Radio. I'm Russell Hartman, as always, and joining me today, John Luke Shapiro and Kevin Krupe. Welcome to the show, guys. It's always great to have you both back on. Hey, Russ. How's it going? Hey, Kevin. Hey, Russ. What's going on, guys? (laughs) Oh, uh, it's good to be back, fellas, and talking hockey because we are honestly we're about a month away from training camp, boys. All right, finally it's about time. Goodness gracious! By the way, might I uh, might I add before we continue? I just want to say it just sounds so weird hearing my voice on that intro. Whomever put that together did a very good job at making me not sound like an <laughs> idiot. So thank you. You know, thank you to Zach because Zach made a yes. very nice intro for us here. Yes, so. Uh, before we begin, we got a lot to do today. We got we're even using a stopwatch this. So we stay on track, so good for us. Good for us. Oh, fancy, but, um, you know, breaking out the fancy, bases today. Uh, before we get started on everything today, how are you both doing, guys? How's everything been? JL, we'll start with you. How's everything, man? I'm I'm all right. I'm just uh, I'm I'm hungry half the time. Uh, the Mets aren't satisfying <laughs> me in ways I want them to. And, oh God, um, no, we're not talking I, about the Mets. I, we're not talking about the Mets. I, <laughs> I I can't wait for next month. I'm just eager, but I'm good. Thank you for asking, Russ. Of course. And before and Kevin, before you start, special happy birthday to Mr. Kevin Krupe. Kevin's birthday is this week. And... Kevin is awesome. I've known him for my whole life. He's a great guy. Hibachi thank this you, thank week. You. Awesome. So happy birthday, Kevin. Happy Thank birthday, you. buddy. Thanks. But uh, I'm still depressed because the Mets have been terrible since June. So I've been waiting even longer for hockey to come back. And I guess I'm just excited to talk some hockey for once in a very long time, listening to just baseball on the radio. So I guess we should just get started. Mm. I guess we should. Okay, so 
We got a few Ranger topics to get to before we get to our big Pacific Division preview. Uh, first things first, Dustin Tokarski, who many Ranger fans know is the guy who came in in relief for Carey Price when Chris Kreider got tripped. That's right, he got tripped. I don't care what you Montreal Canadiens <laughs> fans say, he got tripped in the Eastern Conference Final. Go watch the tape, watch the stick bend. I put, it's I there, put that in it one happened. Article. Stop denying it. He got tripped. Sorry to carry Price for getting injured that series, but things happen. Dustin Tokarski comes hey, in and relief. He played great that series. He did. He had a marvelous series for the Montreal Canadiens, but, I mean, Martin St. Louis roofs it in MSG. Uh, Dominic mm-hmm. Moore scores in game six. We go on to the Stanley Cup final, our first appearance in 20 years. Although the Los Angeles Kings would ruin a lot of our, uh, you know, and there's no need to bring that up. We already know what happened. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, still trying to get over that. Now, Dustin Tokarski is a Thank New York you. Ranger. Uh, we will have a piece on this on foreverblueshirts.com later in the week uh, about what this means for Alexander Georgiev. And I have one more person to welcome to the show who will be joining us for a little bit of time. Uh, oh, boy, oh, oh there we go. Zach, what's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> what's going on, boys? Hey, man. <laughs> so, as we were Kevin, going over we... the signing of Dustin Tokarski, oh, oh no, I sent some <laughs> drama. I sent some drama unfolding. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Dustin Tokarski. Me and Zach can hash it out later. <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, going down the list, JL, we'll start with you since your phone number is the first one that popped up on the side. You get to talk first. <laughs> JL, okay. what do you think about Dustin Tokarski? I mean,. What does this mean, man? I mean, you know, ah. kind of, our our memories of him or us beating him. So, I mean, what does this mean, I, man? You know, this is one of those moves that I I have like no real attachment to because I understand what it was done for. You know, I guess it's insurance just in case Georgiev decides not to do well. But I mean, it's not a bad move. He's not a bad goaltender. It's not like he's going to take Henrik Lundqvist's place and we're just going to end oh, up, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. you know. You know, but it, it, it's, a, it's a good move depth-wise. You know, they, they got a goaltender who can, you know, who has some kind of potential and uh, it's backup just in case Georgiev doesn't do well here. And if anything, he can help out in Hartford. So, I mean, it's just depth. And, you know, I, I have mm-hmm. nothing against Tukarski. I mm-hmm, mean, he, mm-hmm. he, Marty St. Louis sniped him with that shot, and then Dominic Moore passed, uh, got it through him, uh, you know, on that series. So I, I don't have anything personal against him. I mean, he did just fine with us, uh, at least for them against us. <laughs> but, um <laughs> But you know, I mean, it's just a depth move. I I like it. And and absolutely, and uh, absolutely. what was I going to say real quick uh, about Tukarski? Um, my goodness, I had something I was going to say, and it was going to be funny, and then I lost it. This is why I'm not the host of a real show, so a real talk show. I mean, so yeah. Anyways, for, go ahead. For those that don't know, please tune in to the late program with John Luke Shapiro. <sighs> no, it's on YouTube. Do please this? tune in. Oh no. <laughs> Kevin. You're next. What do you think, Dustin Tukarski, now a New York Ranger? Uh, do you just – I kind of feel what JL's saying, man. Just depth move. Anything else you'd like to add to this, though? Yeah, I really don't care for the move at all. It doesn't make any difference. He's played 34 games in the past – in his six-year career. He's coming in as a depth guy. We're not it, – it, it's like signing uh, Pavlik last year. Like, we know he's not going to do anything. We just need him for the depth. And Absolutely. there's still no doubt in my mind that Georgiev is going to take that backup role. He's a lot better than him. He's younger than him. And, hey, maybe Tukarski's going to blow us away. That's the whole point of training camp. We might cut him. We might go. take him down to Hartford. And he's just going to be here to be here. He's 27 years old. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. 
Absolutely. And Zach, what do you think, man? Dustin Tokarski, quick. Uh, pretty much going to echo the same points. There's no downside to this move. The only thing I will add is that if Georgiev does win the job, the Rangers will need another um, experienced backup or starter in the minors with Marek Mazanik as the only option for Hartford right now. So if Georgiev does stick around the garden, then having Tokarski in the minors as that third goalie in case of injury would not be a bad move. There you go. And honestly, he will probably be the starter in Hartford. Him or Mazanik will start in Hartford, either one. So, honestly, good depth move for the team, and it's not going to get anywhere past that. Like JL said, and as it's been reiterated, Henrik Lundqvist is the starter, and he will be as long as he wants to be. Moving on here to our next bit of Rangers news, Vitaly Kravtsov is having a great preseason in the KHL for Tractor Chelyabinks. Uh, nice shootout goals, nice scoring and regulation, doing all the things that the Rangers hope he does when they bring him to North America. This time we'll start from the bottom and work our way up. Zach, uh, uh, if you've seen some highlights of what Vitaly Kravtsov has been doing, and quick shout-out to AJ, Ra- AJ underscore Ranger, at AJ underscore Ranger, Alex Nunn, for all he does for Rangers prospects. The guy is fantastic. Follow him on Twitter if you don't already. So, Zach, what do you think about Vitaly Kravtsov's early play in the KHL preseason? I think so far so good. You can't be disappointed. Uh, the one thing I will add is that it is preseason, so you do it with a little bit of a grain of salt. But that being said, he's a 19- or 18-year-old playing against grown men in, uh, in an adult league where last year he was the rookie of the year. So the sky is really only up for him. The only, down, the only question would be is consistency because he only played uh, a handful of games in the regular season last year and then in the postseason absolutely lit it up. So we'll see how he does once the KHL regular season starts, but uh, all signs are pointing in the right direction for Kravtsov and the Rangers organization. Oh, yeah. Kevin, what do you think, man? I don't know if you've seen the highlights, but, uh, you know, so far it appears the guy's doing what he should be doing. So what do you think about Kravtsov's early play? See, this is why I can't have Zach here because he literally took my line with a grain of salt. <laughs> so now I feel like I'm just going to say exactly what he's going to say. So no, exactly. and this is why we don't need both of us. <laughs> um, okay, so basically, just going off of what Zach said, look, it's the KHL. First of all, it's not the NHL, but it is against men, so you have to take that into consideration. Second of all, it is preseason. Even preseason in the NHL, we're like, oh, you know, maybe he'll score another ten goals in those first five games. It's not going to happen. They're playing against other people that are trying to make the team their respective teams. So, look, he's, he's doing good. We just want to see this consistently in the regular season for him. So exactly, I'm excited. Exactly. I'm, I, I just wish and, he was here this year. Yeah, we do wish he was here, but I also do think we will see him once tractor season ends in, um, in the spring. I do think he'll be over here. Definitely. And if he plays well enough, I do think that we could see an Ellie Tolvanen situation, similar to what the Predators did, where they bring him on. Maybe he gets scratched a few games, but they put him into a few games. And unlike the Predators, we probably won't be fighting for a playoff spot at that point. So why not just let Kravtsov play eight games, don't burn anything off his entry-level contract, and see what he could do with some action in the NHL. Uh, JL, anything to add before we move on? Uh, okay. I was uh, Now, I'm going to predate – not predate. I'm going to mention something that's going to add to what I'm going to say afterwards. So I was watching a video okay. – um, I was watching a video of um, 
a gentleman that we're all familiar with. His name is Emerson Edom. And it's usually the case with a lot of players in junior where they have these fantastic seasons and they just absolutely tear it up. And then once they make the transition to the National Hockey League, they aren't exactly, how you say, uh, transitioning well. Now, the difference between that and the difference between what Kratzoff is doing is that like like you guys said, is that this is a league full of men. It's not a league full of, you know, you know, young kids. So to see Kratzov just making these stellar moves, I'm sure it's probably maybe second, third pair KHL defensemen, which is probably like third or fourth uh, line players here in, in North America. But even if, though, you don't possess that kind of skill and – you know, you don't do well and have that kind of skill if it doesn't mean something, you know what I mean? So I think exactly. give him some more time, put a little more weight on him, and maybe, just maybe towards the end of the upcoming season, if, if the Rangers are in or, or, or out of it, let the kid play like they did with Heal and Anderson. I think he'll be just fine. I think him, he, he'll be him and uh, some of the other guys that the Rangers have down the line. I think they'll be fine. I think Kratzov's going to be a fantastic player, and anyone who is – Still upset over Wallstrom not coming here. You really need to go get checked out because, oh yeah, and, and in a good way, by the way, in a good way, um, and just just double check and do your research, you know. And honestly, you know, one of the best clips I've seen of Kravtsov so far was uh, bringing the puck down the wing, and the guy does this unreal move. The puck's behind him, drags it from behind him through his legs to his to his forehand. Unreal move, just. I don't like this. So dirty. The kid, the kid has the kid has sick hands. He really does. So mm-hmm. we wish the best for Vitaly this year with Tractor Shelly Binks. Uh, you know, the sooner he can get over here, the better. But go dominate, buddy. Go do your thing. Go show everyone who is silent and yelling, including me. Let us eat our crow, man. Do your thing and come over here and score some goals, man. That's all we want. Mm-hmm. So moving on. Time to talk about the Pacific Division in the National Hockey League. Over the next uh, four weeks, we will be talking Pacific, uh, Central. Metropolitan and Atlantic going from west to east. And to begin, stopwatch starts right about now. Anaheim Ducks. The Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, who are bringing back their third jersey this year, uh, which is, uh, I should say, which has the Mighty Duck colors from the 1990s, including the teal and eggplant purple, which they like to call it, and the Mighty Duck logo back on the front of their jerseys. Uh, The first time you'll be able to see that will be the home opener, against the Detroit Red Wings on October 8th. And uh, the other big news coming out of Anaheim this offseason is Paul Correa and Scott Niedermeyer will have their numbers retired, uh, one in the fall, one in the spring. Uh, it's going to be great for those two guys, especially Correa, who uh, one of the best players uh, in NHL history, but unfortunately concussions got him sidetracked. Uh, if you want to look up more about Korea and his injuries, amazing video was done last year, an interview on that. Uh, feel free to look it up. Great stuff. Uh, well, obviously not great for Korea, but great for the info that people got from it. Because wow, it was crazy to hear some of that stuff that Korea had to say uh, when he was being interviewed. So, uh, Anaheim Ducks, powerhouse for a long time. Uh, Ryan Getzlav, Corey Perry, JL, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, do you think the Ducks, with their aging core, will have a competitive season in the Pacific Division? Well. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't knock the skill level that, you know, Getzlav and Perry and Kessler have. And you also have Silverberg, who I think is incredibly underrated. And then you have um, Andrew Cogliano, who, mind you, is Mr. 
Mr. Iron Man over here. So, um, mm-hmm. I think they'll I think they'll be good. I just don't think they'll be as good. I know they have Andre Kasha. Um, Henrique is still somewhat okay. Uh, Gibson's going to be all right in that. Uh, Cam Fowler, you know, it's Cam Fowler. He'll he'll be all right. You know, but I just I as much as I want to say they'll be good, I don't think they'll be as good. I think you know uh, the production with Perry and, and Getzlav especially will decline. Um, Getzlav is the one that if I was a Ducks fan, I'd be worried the most because, mm-hmm. you know, he's a pass-first kind of guy. So, you know, and, and, you know, granted, he may be able to keep dishing the puck to Corey Perry, but Corey Perry's been getting hurt a lot lately, you know, and you, Kessler and, and all these other guys really can't do it by themselves. Corey Perry is the guy for that team. You know, and if Corey Perry continues to have injury after injury after injury, you know, these guys are getting old. Let me see. Getzloff's 33. Corey Perry's 33. Uh, and Kessler is 33 as well. So yeah. they're, they're, this is going to be their sharp decline. This is the beginning of a sharp decline because I'm looking at some of the defensemen that they have. And, you know, they're okay. I mean, they have Luke Shen. But. Andre Schuster. Um, you know, the only one that I can honestly say really come. I mean, Lindholm and Manson are okay, um, but I just I feel like there there's something missing there. Now they might prove me wrong and then just end up coming hard out of the gate, which is what they always do. But um, I, I don't I don't think they'll be as good as they um, projected out to be. And and I want to say one thing about the Korea thing, by the way, which I was yeah. uh, I saw the interview that you were talking about. It was on TSN. If you I highly recommend you watch it because as a oh, kid yeah, it's Korea Korea was one of my favorites and I got a big, big I, I I get I had great joy in seeing him tear up the New Jersey Devils for the most part before they ultimately lost uh, as a kid. So and you know, with his, you know, off the floor, on the board goal and whatever, that was so cool to see. But from the one thing I remember most about that interview was he was talking about that moment, and Korea said to himself, he said to the interviewer, he doesn't remember that. That blew my mind because yeah. it just shows how not only how bad the Scott Stevens hit was, but how at the time head injuries were kind of seen as oh, put some smelling salts on it, shake it off, and you'll be fine. So yeah. it's really nice to see that he is doing a lot better with a lot of the therapy that he's taking, and to see that he's living a normal life now for the most part. Obviously, he's still a little scarred by it, but he's his life is definitely on track for the most part, and that was the thing that really made me happy for him as a fan of hockey. So, so yeah, just wanted to point that out. Yeah, uh, Paul Korea, uh, for like like we mentioned uh, this in uh, wow, blah, like we mentioned this podcast already. Uh, Korea's <laughs> interview is some powerful stuff, and uh, he says he can't remember. Correct, you guys can correct me on Twitter if I'm wrong, but I believe it was a few days he couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, that's some crazy stuff, and that hit was from. Oh man, Scott Stevens, right? If you I, I mm-hmm. believe the yeah, yeah, that was monster hit. Uh, you know, back then it was looked at as if you see three guys, go with the guy in the middle. Obviously, these days concussions are looked at a lot differently, and uh, you know, it's good to see Paul is doing well and that he's becoming more involved with the league. And I couldn't think of honestly a more deserving guy right now than Paul Curry to have his number retired. Uh, mm-hmm. Great guy, and Rob Niedermeyer as well. Rob Niedermeyer, great leader. I mean, I'm sorry. I think Scott and you know, Mark, Scott. I get them confused. Yep, Scott <laughs> his brother Rob was okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he wasn't Rob's so okay. bad. He's a devil. He's a devil. <laughs> but uh, weren't they both devils, I think, at one point, right? Yeah, actually, yes, I they were, but they did not yeah, They, they did not play with each other at the same time. No, they did play with right, each other on right. Anaheim, though. 
Yes, that's right. That's right. Well, Scott, congratulations to you as well. Uh, you know, great defenseman. One of the biggest reasons the, Duck won, the Ducks won that cup in 07. Uh, you know, just a great overall defenseman in the NHL. So both guys really deserving of that honor. Uh, you know, I don't think the Ducks will do as well this year either. I just, you know, I think they're aging. I think the teams in the Pacific, uh, Vegas will be good again. We'll, we'll get to them. We'll get to all of this, but I just don't think the Ducks will get to that uh, echel- upper echelon of Pacific Division teams. I think the age is going to start hitting them. But, you know, guys like Ricard, Raquel, Jakob Silverberg can maybe put in a little more. We'll see what happens. But overall, uh, it's gonna looking like it might be a down year in Anaheim, but we'll see what happens. Uh, one more last bit of Ducks news before I move on to Kevin's second favorite team is Andre Kasha was signed to a three-year deal. Uh, depth move, Kasha's a pretty promising young guy, uh, scored 20 goals in 2017-18, and the Ducks will look to him to score more this season. Uh, now, let me reset my stopwatch so Kevin can say what he has to say, because I know he has a lot to say about our next team on our Pacific <laughs> Division preview, and that is his second favorite team, the San Jose Sharks. They play in the SAP Center in San Jose, California. Kevin, you've been a Sharks fan for a while now. Start us off here. Do you like the Sharks in 2018-19? Look, the Sharks swept the Anaheim Ducks in the first round of the playoffs. So I think I like them because we just talked about how good they were last year and how bad they're going to be this year. I'm just glad that the Sharks re-signed Evander Kane. They, uh, you know, they got Logan Gator into the eight-year contract. Thomas Hurdle's there for four more years. The only problem is they're getting older, man. They, they, Joe Thornton mm-hmm. can't do it forever. You know, he's he's that he's he's the he's the Iron Man for them, and he really just doesn't stop. Like he'll always give you some consistent scoring. But here's the thing: the Sharks just like look, they're going to be good, but they're not going to win the Stanley Cup next year. They're really not. They're they're not going to be as competitive. We always see this. They choke every year. It's just you know they they don't. It could be scoring. It could be defense. I love my Brett Burns. I love everything about this team. It's just, you know, they're not going to be over that edge. We'll see maybe towards the end of the year when, you know, February comes along and we're like, oh, who are they going to trade for? Are they need new offense? Are they need more defense? But, you know, we see Aaron Dell. We see Martin Jones. Those goaltenders are solid, so they don't need help there. It just might only be, you know, just a little extra scoring like we saw last year with Amanda Kane. And, you know, now that he's on the team full-time, we still have Logan Couture, who's just unbelievable. It's it's just going to be one of those years. It's going to be they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the second or third round, and then they're going to lose. It happens every mm. year. The Sharks are extremely predictable. They're the Rangers of the West. That's why I love them so much. <laughs> it's just they're not going to get it done. They they really aren't. It's just you know, you know, last year just made me so upset, especially, and you know why. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. It's just, look, the Sharks. <laughs> the Sharks, they need that extra edge And, you know, I think The age is going to catch up with them Joe Thornton's almost 40, guys He's almost 40 Yeah, this but okay. to your point Logan Couture <laughs> is not that old yet Evander Kane is not he's that old 30, yet and Joe, Pavelski, Joe Pavelski, while he's in his 30s Is still a very effective player So I can see the Sharks doing a little right. better Than you possibly project, Mr. Kevin I just don't see them getting back to the Stanley Cup but uh, mm, no, hey, that's anything fair, happens, that's fair. it's a yeah. long season. It's a long season. They're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to get past the first round. There's no doubt about that unless they face the like the most unbelievable team that they could probably face, which is probably going to be either Vegas or, I don't know, who do you think they Well, we'll I see. Don't know, Vegas or we'll yeah. maybe they might even Could be L.A. again. Could be Vancouver. Could, could be, be L.A. Vancouver it's always a possible Pacific Division. 
But uh, one more thing so, I want to shout out. I want to oh, shout out right to my boy, Tim Clifton. He's on the San Jose Barracuda. I went to school with him. I really hope he makes the roster this year for some unbelievable reason. He's a great hockey player. He's really gritty, and I hope he makes it. Shout out to Tim Clifton. Good luck, man. Hope you make the Sharks out of camp. That will be something, man. Uh, before we get to JL's take on the Sharks, something to point out is that the San Jose Sharks took in the first round a gentleman named Ryan Merkley. Now, Ryan Merkley, for those that don't know, is a defenseman, played for the Gold Storm in the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, this was seen as one of the riskiest moves of the entire draft, mainly because Merkley is a top-five talent, but the kid has a lot of kind of attitude issues and defensive things he needs to tighten up before he can be an NHL defenseman. Offensive-wise, this kid is magic. Lightning in a bottle on the offensive side of the ice. Ridiculously good hands, great vision, great shot, the whole package, but he's got to tighten it up. If the Sharks can get that out of him, that would be wonderful for them, man. I can't even imagine. He was a guy I was looking for the Rangers to possibly get later in the first round. Sharks uh, took him. So good luck to him. Hopefully he can figure out his issues and get on the ice for the Sharks and be a nice competitor for them. JL, what's your take on the San Jose Sharks in 2018-19? And do you think they can be a force? Like we kind of saw them in the playoffs until they ran into the Vegas Golden Knights. Hmm, the San Jose Sharks. Hmm. Well, the thing about the Sharks is I don't, they're kind of they're they've always been that team out in the west that's always kind of been there but you don't really notice them maybe that's just me sorry kevin but um no no don't. i agree <laughs> um they're but, just uh, not there they're just there but not there the, again you know you talked about thornton getting older but the thing about thornton is thornton ha- see thornton ha- i was i was making this thought to myself the other day uh guys like you know madano and alfredson guys who stayed in the league for a very long time even after their expiration dates is because they had the, they still had the skill joe thornton is still an incredibly effective center at age 39 so i think he can definitely fit the role of like a bottom six or maybe just at the bottom of the top six kind of thing if that makes any sense um I'm not a big fan of their defense outside of Brett Burns, even though I may be wrong about that. Uh, I got to see the Vegas Golden Knights just pick these guys apart in the playoffs, so they definitely have to kind of maybe improve on that just a little bit, presumably. Um, But other than that, they're probably a bubble going to make the playoffs team. Uh, one of the players that I think that I like the most, he won me over during the Stanley Cup final a couple years ago, was Jonas Donskoy. That kid is legit. And I'm not saying he's I elite, like but that, that kid gets into the corners and he's gritty, and I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a so big Don Scoy fan like you as well. I think the, the kid just – he's such a motor, man. He's, a, he's, just, mm-hmm. he's always going. Yeah. Absolutely, and I would kill for the Rangers to have someone like that, and I hope the Rangers could have someone who could just keep going and going and going and going and, and provide for the bottom well, six, which, which will be good. I'm glad you so. said that because I think that guy uh, will be Tyronning <laughs> once he makes the squad. Oh, I hope I so. Think that, uh, yeah, I think that will be Tyronic. That kid, man, yo, he's picked so late. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's ready to <laughs> – I think when he eventually makes it, he's going to do some great stuff. Uh, but anyway, back to the Sharks real quick. Uh, I think Evander Kane re-signing was awesome for them. I think that uh, out of all the teams in the Pacific, uh, they're just – their core is getting older. Uh, they have a few more shots at it. Uh, Thomas Hurdle also took a big jump in his development this past season when he was being counted on in Joe Thornton's absence. So we'll see. I mean, a lot of things kind of got to go right for them. They got to make sure the their older guys can compete as well. They got to make sure the younger guys can keep getting better and contributing. But I think San Jose could do well in the playoffs. I think they're a squad that can, I don't know, make the Stanley Cup final, but they could be a surprise. Like, look what happened with Vegas. You just never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, moving on to our third Pacific Division team here, the Los Angeles Kings. Not oh a team God. that we have <laughs> history with here in New York, but a team we have to discuss nonetheless because they're in the Pacific <laughs> Division. Dwight King tackled Hendrick Lundquist. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'll get it out now. Take Buzz and Buzz and Slew for the Massacral. Okay. All right, we're good. Uh, Dan O'Halloran might be blind, but it's okay. Can we just go over the big points and get over with it? Look, the big points are just they signed Ilya Kovalchuk and they signed Drew Doughty, a huge extension. Those were two big things that they did. Two biggest points. Drew Doughty gets a massive extension. Massive. Huge. I didn't even think he needed that. He did not need that that eight year deal. That's just way too much, for personally for me. I'm surprised uh, Kovalchuk yeah. went to the Kings out of all places. Um, but hey, look, I'm, they're gonna still be a force to be reckoned with. They're always a big body team. They're gonna come at you like like just a truck on the ice. So all teams that have speed that don't have the size like the Rangers do, you know, they need to watch out. So yeah, but still, they're not they. They're just one of those teams that, you know, they don't really make the playoffs, but they got steamrolled by Vegas. Vegas steamrolled everybody oh, up in the yes. Capitals. So, look, like, it's, it, it's a toss-up. They got the first wild card. They got in, you know, but are they going to be as good? Is Kovalchuk really going to transfer back over and be the Kovalchuk they know about? Uh, Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. also, it's just, it's just the Kings. They might just pull off what they did, what was that, five years ago? Four years ago, whenever when they went back to back, where they beat they beat uh, well, the the they Bengals, didn't go back to back. back There's a back. year in between. 2014, no, 2012, and then uh, yeah, 2014, two and three right? years. Two yeah. titles, yeah. three years. But yeah. they two beat Jersey years. and they beat us. So they might have another one in them, but it's not looking likely for them. No, and uh, interesting that you mentioned how big body the Kings are. Is the hockey news was talking about Lee Kovalchuk and the Los Angeles Kings on their podcast a few weeks ago about how the Kings are not going with the league trend right now, which is kind of smaller and faster. They're sticking with heavy. They're sticking with big. They're sticking with veteran presence. And they're not, there's not a lot of young guys in that lineup. No, Uh, there's not. I don't know if it's going to work. It's very interesting how veteran heavy they are and how I I feel like we've discussed this for the prior two teams, but the Kings core is aging as well. Uh, And remember Drew Doughty's contract. That's another important point I want to bring up because I think this, uh, evolves the whole entire NHL for this point. Hockey News brought this up as well. I'm get, of course, they deserve credit for this first, for this idea, but the league tend, the way the NHL is is very strange. Uh, they tend to pay players for what they've done rather than what they're going to do. The NFL, the MLB, and the NBA pay kind of the other way. If a guy's good, you pay him then and there. Sign him to the extension. With the NHL, you have the entry level, you got the bridge, which some teams do, then you got the big one, and then you get the contract at the end of your career. But it seems to be, with the NHL, is a lot of players do things really well on their entry level or on their bridge, and then they're 28, 29, and then they get the massive deal. Well, Drew Doughty kind of got that, and that contract is not going to look good in a few years. It's, you know... They say your peak in the NHL is around 26 to 31 now, maybe even earlier on, depending on who you talk to. Drew Doughty will be in his, I believe, late 30s when that contract is up in a few years. I, I, I'm, this is no disrespect to Drew Doughty. Drew Doughty is an amazing defenseman. He, there's a legitimate case you make from being the best defenseman in the league with what he does and how many minutes he plays and who he shuts down on that Los Angeles Kings blue line. 
I think you can both agree with that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with these massive deals, which I think is going to lead to next lockout, so hopefully it won't, but uh, all of these deals, which a lot of guys are getting, these massive deals when they get paid for what they've done, not necessarily the way you want to do things. We'll see if the trend changes maybe after the next lockout. God forbid we have another one, but it looks like it might be trending that way. But uh, I don't know. Do you guys agree with that point? Uh, you know, I I kind of see where they're going with that, but I want to know what your thoughts, both of your thoughts are on that. I, I can say this about Los Angeles is that those deals will definitely hurt them down the line. I think the Dustin Brown contract is currently hurting them right now, uh, although Dustin Brown has done a lot for this team. Um, they have, I guess, I think they have Carter and Dowdy and Kopitar all signed to long-term contracts as well. And they also, they mm-hmm. just signed Kovalchuk to three years. So, you know, the thing about Los Angeles is they have the right system for these kind of guys to stay relevant. You know, Dustin mm-hmm. Brown on any other team would have been traded years ago, you know, because he's in a decline. Jeff Carter would have been shipped out. Drew Doughty may have been, they might have been able to see the writing on the wall, maybe. Uh, guys like Trevor Lewis and, uh, you know, look at guys like t- um, even Dion Phaneuf, for goodness sake. All these guys on any other team would have been shipped out. But what they're doing is they're sticking with the old school mantra, the old uh, Daryl Sutter um, system. They're big. They're going to outwork you. And, and I'll give you an example here. I was watching the Ranger-Kings game last season. Um, I think it was the first game after Shattenkirk got hurt, if I'm correct, because Tony D'Angelo was in this game. I'm, my memory's a little uh, hazy. Rangers got out to a quick start. I mean, for goodness sake, David D'Arnais, out of all people, scored a goal that day. But what ended up happening was is, um, <laughs> what ended up happening was is they somehow started to get worn out, and this is a recurring thing that was going on in the game. They were getting worn out by the big bodies of the Kings, and it's like I was having a flashback and watching them do the same thing to the Rangers back in 14. So as long as they stay healthy, I think they'll be okay. I, I don't think they're really gearing up for the future. I think they're trying to win another cup now. And, mm-hmm, and to Ilya Kovalchuk, I, I don't want to butcher this. Um, Kovalchuk, Nadeus Vismozeti Prepuspit Vi los angelisi pokrane mere etone enudrehezi. That in English is Kovalchuk. I hope you can do well in Los Angeles. At least it's not New Jersey. So. JL, I respect uh, how you. How long were you planning that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for even attempting that. That's amazing. That was good. Uh, I, no, I, give you, I give you some applause. Yeah. Uh, before we end with the Los Angeles Kings, uh, their first round pick this year was Rasmus Kupari from Finland. Really good pick by them. And they also have Gabe Velarde waiting in the wings also. So, although they are very uh, veteran-heavy right now, they do have some really nice young center prospects as well as some other nice prospects in other areas. So, uh, the other the future of the Kings will hopefully be bright for their fans. Uh, <clears throat> well, you know, if they don't win a cup for a while, I won't be too mad. Anyway, uh, nah, we right, on to the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Ooh, Big news from yeah. them this season is Oliver Ekman Larson signed another one of these big contracts, but I like his more because he's younger and he's still going to be productive for a really long time. Um, another thing, Shane Doan is getting his jersey retired. Mr. Arizona Coyote himself, who was with the franchise for his entire career, despite constant trade rumors over the past decade, it seems, will get his jersey retired on February 24th this season. Uh, you know, this is a team that, 
everybody has been saying, oh, this is the year they're going to be better. This is the year they're going to show improvement. This is the year that they're going to get better. This is the year, blah, 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 blah. And it never seems to have come together. Well, you know, I think, God, I'm probably going to get burned for this too, but I think this could be the year the Coyotes decide (laughs) to do better because, and I have my reasons, I have my reasons. Clayton Keller had a fantastic rookie year last year. The guy was electric, dynamic. He was toward pace to score in the beginning of the season. Kind of had a lull, then shot back up at the end of the season. You trade Max Domi, who really was not scoring very well. For Alex Galchenyuk, who plays the center ice position, yes, Montreal, you did not play him there enough. Uh, You didn't give him enough of a chance, in my opinion. But uh, Alex Galchenyuk will now be on the Arizona Coyotes and get a chance to play center ice for them. Uh, They're hoping he can have a nice scoring punch and do what Max Domi could not for them. Um, God, this is, you know, they re-signed Nicholas Jalmerson. Derek Stepan is returning. Oh, man, this is a very tricky team, guys. This is not like the last three. They're a very, very young team. Do you think this is the year that Rick Tockett, his system clicks in year two, the rookies come up at the right time, Dylan Strom starts fulfilling that potential, and on and on and on. Do you think there's too many questions, or do you think the Coyotes will do their thing this year? JL, let's start with you, buddy. Um, I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying this too. You kind of took the words out of my mouth because I was going to surprise everyone, but thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I, got, I, I went to the Rangers-Coyotes game when Stepan returned last season, and I was very shocked at what I was watching. Now, even though the Rangers did win big that night, I saw a team that – they they were it's not they weren't bad because they were bad they were bad because the system nothing was clicking no one had really found a way to settle in yet but as we all saw they started to hit a little bit of a stride watching Clayton Keller in person is is insane the kid is legitimately insane with the puck now you look at what they did with their team now. They traded, uh, they made that trade with Chicago that ended up getting them Vinny Hinestroza, um, and I, they got someone else in that deal, which I forgot. Oh, Osterley, I think he was also in that trade yes. as well. They re- yeah. they signed Michael Grabner, who I was mm-hmm. upset that the Rangers didn't sign, but okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. He's not in the East, which is good. And, you know, they it just seems like they're starting to build off of this foundation that they're building. seems like Stepan's doing okay for them as like a third, second-line center. Brad Richardson's definitely good depth for this team. Uh, Chalmerson is good. Uh, Galagoski's okay. Galchenyuk is going to do far better in Arizona than he is in oh, Montreal yeah. because let's face it, Montreal's a giant tire Montreal's, fire. <laughs> it's also it's just a giant pressure cooker, Montreal. The media is constantly scrutinizing every single move the players do. I think it'll be a lot better with the monkey off his back, so I, I, I believe you there. And it, exactly. So at the end of the day, you know, with L- Ekman Larson, who more than likely is going to become the captain, uh, and Dylan Strom, who will probably be able to find himself somewhere somehow, you know, this is a very good team. And and Christian Dvorak, don't don't count him out as well. Christian Dvorak is very solid as well. So I think maybe either this season or even the next. Oh, I even forgot Jacob Chikrin. Let's not forget him. One of the most underrated mm-hmm. defensemen I've I've heard I've seen and heard of in the league. He doesn't get enough credit. He is solid. He's only 20 years old. My goodness, he's five years younger than me. I feel old saying that, you know. <laughs> so, you know, they have a very good team. I think getting Galchenyuk and Grabner will add a little more stability, and I think they'll be able to make a little bit more of an impact in the West than most people will think. I'm glad you brought up Jacob Chikrin because. Their top four defense of Oliver ekman Larson, Jacob Chikrin, Jason Demers, and Nicholas Jalmerson is actually pretty solid. It's just about everyone buying into Tockett's system. 
on year two and seeing what they can do. Kevin, any thoughts on the Arizona Coyotes and their, their moves during the summer and how you think they could do? I have a few thoughts. I did like that they uh, signed OEL back to a big deal. He deserved it. I thought he was their best player for a while, and he definitely deserved that kind of money. Um, I am upset about the draft. How do you pass on Philip Zadina? Mm. Like, don't get me wrong. Barrett Hayden's a great player. He's probably going to be a great center for them. But Arizona has a lot of center depth. They just traded oh, yeah. Alex Galchenyuk. They don't need any more centers. Why not get a guy who's NHL-ready right now who's, who said, I'm going to burn the Ottawa centers. I'm going to burn the Montreal Canadiens. And now you're going to yeah. get burned because you did not take him earlier. Philip Zadina told the media that he will fill their nets with pucks in, in <laughs> meaning anyone who passed on him. So he is a very well, confident Well, Arizona Coyotes are used to that. So I guess he really oh, didn't yeah. need to, you know. But, hey, so look, Philip hey, Zadina. I, 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 go ahead, go ahead. It was, no, no, go ahead, go. No, you first, you first, and I'll say what I have to say. Okay. Go ahead. So just, just to go, I'll, I'll let you get back to the Zadina comment, but. Look, the Arizona Coyotes, I thought I was going to be the black sheep and say they were going to do good this year, but I guess we're all in agreement. But so we're all yeah. going to get burned towards the end of the year. Not <laughs> even the end of the year, just December. But look, they're going to they're going to they're getting better. This is the problem. They have a life or death situation right now. They are going to be sold. They're going to go somewhere else. It could be Quebec City, it could be Seattle. Uh, we don't. A know. lot of people. So, a lot of people are thinking lot, Houston right now, and that Seattle will get hey, their own even, franchise. Hey, because even Houston, we don't know. Yeah. But this is the thing: oh. their franchise is on the line. They need yes. to get better because mm-hmm. they will die. They will sink. And I agree. Die. I even agree. if it's just having a positive season, an over five hundred percent win season, that's good for them. They're always they just the need to the fight playoffs. for the playoffs. Just fight for a spot. Don't be out in January. I still remember when they Even got to the they... playoffs that one time, and they had the whiteout like Vancouver did. And I thought yeah. that was amazing. And I thought Let's they were going to be great. And then they lost. But still, and I was like, oh, this is good for the Arizona Coyotes. But hey, look, the Coyotes, anything can happen. The last time they made the playoffs, made it to the Western Conference Final. A lot of yeah. people won't remember that, but they did. They, they, they got did shut good. down by the Chicago Blackhawks. But they had a good team that year. No one was stopping Chicago that year, but no, they had a good team, right. and I thought they were going to keep going with it. But hey, you never know with this with any team, really. I'm going to keep saying that every time we talk about teams, <laughs> you true. never know you're what's going to happen. Right. But, uh, but no, you're yeah, right. Your back to your about Sorry, Zadina. But... No, it's totally okay. I'm glad you had stuff to input. But back to Zadina. Look, you'd think a team that didn't score a lot of goals would want a guy who could shoot the puck like Philip Zadina. Uh, you know, you just got to hope Barrett Hayton – honestly, if you make a move like that, you you need Barrett Hayton to be your number one center. Am I right in saying that? No, you're absolutely right. Yes. Like, I, you I, really I think pass so on a potential Rocket Richard trophy winner. Yeah. So, if potential. this team doesn't do we well, don't know what's I gonna think happen. this – You don't. You're, you're absolutely right. And I think this team will, if they don't shape up soon, will be moved to Houston. I think Seattle will get their own team because they've been doing really well with their ticket drive and new ownership for their arena up there. But, uh, yeah, let's, you know, Arizona, hope you can get a better season there because I know the fans want Arizona hockey to stay. Next up on the list is a team that didn't exist two years ago. A team that did not exist two years ago yet made the Stanley Cup final just a few months ago. And, God, they won game one, and it looked like they could have done it until Alex Ovechkin said, I am not losing again. 
and the Capitals took it. But the Vegas Golden Knights, let's not discount what they did last year. This was a team of cast-offs. This was a team of people who their teams didn't feel like they were part of their core, didn't feel like they were guys that they should take towards the future. Okay, so what do all these guys do? Call themselves the Golden Misfits and, you know, just shatter every uh, expansion team record in the history of four major sports. Pretty nuts. Uh, You know, the whole thing was just wild. And, you know, as someone who works – at NHL, at the NHL Network offices, just working every day and seeing this Golden Knights New York rise from there and watching their games, it was it was something something else. You know, it was when are they going to falter? When is this going to end? It it just didn't, and it kept going. And uh, my God, like I don't think God, it's so rough to judge what this team is going to do too. But I don't think they're going to get back to the final. I think that now teams will be more prepared for the style of play that the Golden Knights play. I think the loss of James Neal will hurt them more than people think. Uh, They lost David Perron as well. I don't know if that will hurt as much, but, you know, it's still a guy who can put the puck in the net when he's in the right situation. Uh, You know, you add Nick Holden in, you know, we we don't like Nick Holden in this negative woods. We know that. Uh, You know, but I I don't know. William Carlson re-signed. Uh, you know, you got your main guys together, minus Neil and Perron, really. But, you know, what do you, you know, what do you, what do you guys think? This this team was 109 points, won the division, steamrolled everyone in the NHL playoffs, except for the Washington Capitals. I don't see them getting back to the final. I think teams will be more prepared for them. I could be entirely wrong, but I just think they won't shock the world again. JL, what do you think? You first. Uh, You know, as much, you see, this is one of those uh, situations where it's kind of I can't give a real definitive answer because yeah, you, it's you, hard. It's the hard. one thing is you 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 never want to doubt a hockey team's passion considering what the Golden Knights are building off of. It does suck that they don't have James Neal now, um, which it's going to hurt them because he there. <laughs> hello, same division, but um, they'll 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 be all right. Um, they they added Nick Holden, so that's kind of a that's kind of a down for them. Ha <laughs> um, ha. But um, you know they they added Stasny, which is okay. I mean I guess it it fortifies the center depth down the middle, which I guess that was something they were missing because I don't really think there was a real like true center on that team. Uh, you know if you think about it, each of them each of the centers that they had kind of was more of like a winger sort of hybrid kind of thing. Like I know they had uh, Cody Eakin, who is a probably a pure center. Uh, they had William Carlson who is a center, but all I've seen him is play wing. So I guess adding Stasny will bring some of that uh, depth down the middle and, you know, having Marcia so give him a little more time to roam on the wing. Uh, that'll be good for them as well. But I, I think they're just going to be, they're going to be good. Let's, let's not mistake it. They're going to be still very good because I think this team, the way they built it, fits Gerard Gallant's uh, play style, but I just think, like you said, they are a little bit, they kind of got figured out by the Capitals, and it seems like more people know what they're going to do. So they're not just going to come out and just come guns blazing. Everyone's going to be a little more prepared. And they, they, they were shown that they could be beat. So I'm, it's, it's not going to be as good, but they'll probably still be in the thick of things. Oh, yeah. And uh, make no mistake, I'm not saying they're going to be Bad. I just don't know if they're going to make this Stanley Cup final again. I think they're going to have a crazy good year again because, like you said, Gerard Gallant is an amazing coach, but I, I just don't necessarily know if they're going to make the Stanley Cup final again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin, what do you think about the Vegas Golden Knights this year? I have two words for you. Jonathan mm-hmm. 
Marsh Assault. I <laughs> yeah. love this kid. He's amazing. <laughs> uh, look, like Vegas. I like how you call Vegas him the kid in the man. Surprise everybody. 30, <laughs> What'd you say? I like how you call him a kid, and he's like thirty, thirty-one. <laughs> he's twenty-seven. What are you talking about? Is he really? By the way, just for the record, Jonathan Marcheseau played for the Rangers. Not many he did. People he was in the that. Rangers organization. He was, and they and and, well, and you know, I will. And I, I want to add like this real quick. Judge the Rangers on this because a lot of teams pass on him, including the Lightning too. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Yeah. And yeah. and I want to add this real quick before you go on, Kevin, because I want to make this known. Uh, and I just it just came to me. I vividly remember him being in the system. I said, "Damn." This guy should be someone the Rangers should keep because I know he's going to be good. I guess maybe five years after I thought of that, he became good. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> hey, hey, you predict the future, which is fantastic. Can you tell me what he's going to win the Stanley Cup next year? Look, I stand corrected, Kevin. He is only 27. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got corrected. my facts right in front of me, man. Don't, don't tell me he's 31. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Look, say what you got to say. Vegas, you're right. You're, you're, you hit the nail right on the head, Russell. Everybody's not going to be surprised. No one like apparently it's terror to play in Vegas. It's it's like no one wants to play in Vegas because they just get beat up. It's like the Vegas curse or something, whatever they want to call it. But they're not going to be as good. They don't have James Neal. They have Paul Stassi. Is that really a comparison that you really want to make? Not really. But hey, they they wanted to keep their core as well as they could, and for the most part they did. I see them making the playoffs. I see them making the second round. I don't really see them going any further, especially with Nick Holden. What a great signing that was. <laughs> Mark Andre Fleury is going to show his age again. Don't they have good backup goaltending? They had what, what was it when Mark Andre got Fleury, then Malcolm Subban got hurt, and then Oscar Danzig got hurt. I think Oscar after Dansk, that. and then oh god, who was after? No, yeah, it was it was Fleury, Subban, Ferguson, Dansk. Dylan Ferguson. I think. They had a kid. There was also another out. guy. There was another. There was another guy they had, and I can't remember his name now. There was Legate? a first guy. Team Legacy. Was, Legacy. Yeah, Legacy. Legacy. Legacy whatever. Go. I'm looking. At, I'm looking yeah. at their roster right now. Max. Yeah, Maximine yeah. Legacy. Maxime Legacy? Yeah, anyway, as you can tell, we're not the best. Is it Legacy? Names, that's, so. that's crazy. That's a crazy pronunciation. Le- like, to, to Maxime, like if you ever hear this, if you ever hear this out there, we apologize. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry, man. I, yeah. I, I, I need like a like that little thing that tells me how to pronounce it over your name. But hey, look, yeah. they have goaltender depth. So if Marc Andre Fleury really doesn't provide in the next year or even two years, they have the goaltenders to back them up. So I wouldn't be too worried if I was a Vegas Golden Knight fan. But, hey, look, they yeah. they made it to the playoffs. They did what no other like franchise before them did. They made it to the Stanley Cup. Though yeah. the Capitals were more hungry than them because they had more more to the drive. I want to say they had yeah. less motivation. But yeah. the Golden Knights, hey, they, they're going to be good. But they're not going to be great. They're not going to be Stanley no. Cup great. No, I don't but, think so either. But I think fans in Vegas are still in for another – fantastic year of Vegas hockey. Uh, oh, it's next on our I, list, I love watching them. They're a great team. No, me too. They're they're a blast to watch, and I love their pregame ceremonies. They they just know how to do pregame ceremonies like such a great way. Oh, it's, um, so moving on here, and I love it. I know. It's, it's great. Uh, moving on, we have the Vancouver Canucks, who by all intents and purposes are only going to get better from here, and their rebuild is starting to show signs of life. Uh, Bo Horvat is turning into that guy that they thought they were getting at ninth overall. Let's not forget the Brock star himself with that sick. I was going to say it's your favorite person ever, Russell. 
Oh, I love Brock Besser. By the way, Brock, thank you so much for helping me in fantasy hockey last year. You were on the waiver wire, and I got you after you scored that hat trick, after you did it on the Penguins. So thank you so much. I didn't win my championship. I literally missed out on it one day. (laughs) Yeah, but Brock, shout out to you, buddy. Awesome stuff. Uh, Elias Pettersson will be joining the Canucks after having – okay, let me see if I can describe this to people that don't know. Elias Pettersson had possibly the best rookie – I wouldn't say – how good was he? God, I don't even know how to put this into words. The kid – is he's a kid number one playing in the Swedish Hockey League? He won the MVP, playoff MVP, and his team won the title. He is not even 20 years old yet. Okay, the Vancouver Canucks got this guy at number seven in last year's draft. He is going to be, I think, the eventual number one center for this team over Borhovic. Yes, he was. He's 19 years old. He doesn't turn 20 until uh, I believe November. Uh, November amazing yes. player. Uh, amazing player, a guy, a guy that Vancouver should focus their rebuild around uh, over Besser, in my opinion, over Horvat. Uh, just God, when you watch what this kid can do with the puck and the control he has and the playmaking ability he has, it's, it's, it's something to behold. He's six, two, he's 170 pounds, right? He plays center. He plays a little wing, but I believe they got him to play the center ice position, put him in between Besser and whatever other wing you want to get and watch this kid create magic this year over Rasmus Dahlin. This is a hot take. Hot take. I think Elias Pettersson is going to win the Calder Trophy. Hey. I think that he can easily do it. I think he's got the, all the talent in the world to be able to do it. Uh, so good on Vancouver for getting him. It was rumored during last year's draft the Rangers wanted to trade up to possibly get him. Didn't happen. But you can see why. The kid is unbelievable talent. Uh, this year, the Canucks drafted Quinn Hughes in the first round. Another guy I hoped the Rangers would get, but the Canucks ultimately grabbed him. Fantastic young defenseman. My God, when you see this kid's highlights from the World Juniors, absolutely insane. He's going to help them on the blue line. Ole Alevi is still in their system. Uh, they're slowly working their kids in. I think they're going to be a fantastic team. They're still a few years away. Uh, they will definitely fight for a playoff spot, I think, this year. I think they're going to be hungry. I think the kids will show progress. Don't know if they're going to get in. Uh, probably not, to be honest, but they're going to fight. And you're going to start seeing the next uh, next generation of Canucks really, really start showing their stuff. And uh, last season was, in fact, hit, uh, Elias Pettersson's rookie season in the SHL. And he won Rookie of the Year. He won MVP and Playoff MVP, which is absolutely insane to do as a 19-year-old. So... Canucks fans, man, you guys got a bright future. So your prospects are all working out. And, uh, you know, since we – Kevin, Canucks, man, what do you think? <laughs> you did everything. I can't do I anything. I'm sorry. I, I kind of went off on the – Can Canucks we move place. on to Calgary? Can I, can I talk yeah, about Calgary? Because I... <laughs> you talked about Vancouver, and you, you took everything that I was going to say. <laughs> I know. I apologize. I'm so, I love Vancouver. I, I have one thing. I do have one thing that I need oh, to say. Okay. Go ahead. About them. Their goaltending is going to be perfectly fine. Do you know oh, what? Because they have Thatcher Demko and he's really good. Yes, they do. They have Thatcher <laughs> Demko. Okay. That, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Calgary. Unless, unless yeah, yeah, yeah. Vancouver. Really I kind of covered it. I apologize to my two co-hosts, but I kind of hey, got crazy excited, with Vancouver. You're excited about Brock but, Besser. Yeah. Man. Brock Besser, Elias Patterson, Bo Horvat, Quinn Hughes, Ole Levy, man, Thatcher Demko. They have a great young. Core players come in. Vancouver is going to be all right. So, sorry, guys. I thought Vancouver was it's really okay. good. I, I apologize. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on here, I'll let Kevin take the helm on this one. The Calgary Flames, uh, you know, they had a really interesting offseason. Kevin, if you want to go over that, by all means, please, please do. What an interesting offseason indeed. 
who do they get but James Neal, the real deal James <laughs> Neal, a scoring machine. I love James Neal. Even when he was on the Penguins, I love James Neal. This is fantastic. I, <laughs> I, I think Calgary did it. They, they won. <laughs> uh, but, no, they made some really smart trades this offseason, uh, especially with Carolina. Who did they get, Russell? Oh, I'll From Carolina, they got Noah Hannafin they got, and, and Elias Lindholm. Lindholm, yes, from Carolina in yes. exchange for Dougie oh. Hamilton, Adam Fox, and uh, Michael Fairland. A uh, pretty big trade for both teams. I think Noah, Noah Hannafin still has a lot of untapped potential. I think he's going to be good for the Flames. Yes. TJ Brody gets to move back with his normal defense partner now uh, that Dougie Hamilton normally was with, so hopefully he'll have a better season than he did last year. Uh, I think the Flames are due for a big bounce back year because they were extremely disappointing last year. When you have a they team were. with Monaghan. They were extremely disappointing. They lost a lot of close games. They really did, Giordano. And it didn't help them that Mike Smith went down with that injury, who was arguably no. their MVP up until that point in the season. Uh, I like how surprised Cowboys everybody this really year. this year. Yeah, no, I think Bill Peters will be a great coach for that team. I'm loving mm-hmm. their offseason moves. JL, what do you think? Did the Calgary Flames make some noise this year? But I want to talk about Matthew Tuchok. <laughs> we'll get back to you, Kevin. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the grump here. I think this team's Ooh. gonna be absolutely. I think this team's going to be terrible. I Why? think the, I think Why? the Flames are going to be. Ter- no pun intended. I, I just, you know, they signed James Neal. Great, he's a good player. Sure, but. It just oh, nothing God. about this team outside of maybe <laughs> Hannafin uh, and uh, Lindholm really stick out to me. I know Kachuk is really good, but he's still very young. He's a bit of a you know he he might do a little more as well. But I just I don't know they you know Curtis Lazar is not as good as he's supposed to be. Mark Jankowski is you know typical bottom deep the bottom uh, bottom pair uh, forward. Um, Travis Hamannick will be all right. Uh, Giordano's getting old. Uh, Gaudreau's going to be Gaudreau, of course. Uh, Sam Bennett's not as good as anybody thought he was. Uh, Backland, eh, kind of back and forth. TJ Brody's Wait, one of the few bright spots. What did you so. say about Monaghan? I'm sorry, I missed that. I, he did. I, don't, I don't think he did. No, not, not, not Monaghan. I mean, I mean, I said Sam Bennett. Sean Monaghan's good, oh, but Sam Bennett. Sean, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about Sam Bennett. I know Monaghan's really good. Don't, don't, talk, but, don't talk trash about Sean Monaghan. Yeah, Sean Monaghan's <laughs> No, 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 and and uh, you know he is, he is, he's going to be one of the few bright spots. I just don't see this team doing well every year. They always mm-hmm. say Calgary is going to be okay, Calgary is going to be good, but it just never seems to formulate with this team. Now, granted, maybe it's because of the coaching with uh, Bob Hartley and Glenn Gulitzan that wasn't so great. Maybe they might surprise me with uh, Bill Peters. But I just, I, I don't think they'll be that good. And their goaltending, I mean, you know, Mike Smith, good guy. I don't think he's that good, and he's old. He's 36 years old. I mean, I know uh, we're talking about old goaltenders and we have Henrik Lundqvist, but he's not Henrik Lundqvist. You know, I just, I don't think Calgary's going to be that good next year. I don't. And if they do, you know, both of you guys could come and beat me up. So, you know, (laughs) I live in the area. (laughs) Come find me. So, (laughs) look, you know, I mean, it could really go wrong. I I, I agree. Look, their defense and their goaltending isn't solid. I, I agree to a certain extent that, like, hey, Mike Smith might not produce at all. He might just turn back into Arizona Coyotes, Mike Smith. So that's a huge possibility. But you also got to agree that there's a lot of scoring on this team. 
their top six is just completely solidified, and their grit is there. They have guys who take the body. Calgary is going to be that that forgotten team that's going to scratch at the playoffs. I'm not going to say they're going to make the playoffs, but the future is definitely there. Their oldest player outside of Mike Smith is Troy Brower, and that's only 33. And this team is going to have a great core for at least three to four years if, you know, they want to keep everybody around. The only problem mm-hmm. is they have to shore up the defense, which is very doable in trades or next year's uh, free agency. I haven't looked at it in depth, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's a good amount of players there that could, you know, want to come to a budding team like Calgary. See, I have to disagree. I think the Flames' defense is actually pretty solid. Uh, I think their bottom pair could obviously use a little work, but I think ultimately they have a pretty good decor in that division. Uh, I think the Flames, that if if Bill Pierce's system catches on quick, I think this is a team that you have to watch out for in the playoffs. I think they're going to be hungry that they didn't make it last year. They're all they're going to want to prove something this year. I think Noah Hannafin has the potential to be a better all-around defenseman than Dougie Hamilton. I think Dougie Hamilton will be the better offensive defenseman for the, the course of his career. But I think Hannafin can have the better overall all-around game. Uh, as for more Flames news, they're playing in the NHL China games this year. They are playing the Boston Bruins at Shenzhen Universiade Center in Shenzhen. And they're playing at the Cadillac Arena in Beijing on uh, September 15th and September 19th, respectively. Uh, so, very mixed on the Calgary Flames. And kind of an interesting fact, and I don't know if the Calgary Flames website exactly has this right, but according to the Flames' website, their leader in plus-minus last year was Yaramir Yager, which is very interesting because he was not games, with the team for that long. How many games did he play? <laughs> he didn't play a lot of games, but that's, that's very interesting to me. <laughs> I think that's a minimum. I think they might be wrong. They could be wrong. It could be a minimum. That's true. Uh, you know, and – before we move on to our final team of the Pacific Division, I do want to point out that there were some third jerseys revealed for some of the prior teams that we forgot to mention. Uh, we revealed Anaheim's was the uh, uh, kind of a variation on the Mighty Ducks jerseys from the 90s. The Arizona Coyotes are bringing their Kachina Coyote jersey back, which was the jerseys. original jersey they had. I know. I think they're fantastic. They are awesome jerseys. It. They're coming back. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm great jerseys. I'm glad we're in agreement. This might be the they're year great. just because of those jerseys. <laughs> yeah, just because the jersey's <laughs> back. It might be their year now. Uh, Vancouver Canucks also announced that they will be bringing back their black and gold uh, flying skate jersey as voted on by their fans, which Ranger fans will remember from when we whooped them in the 1994 Stanley Cup final. They were wearing those jerseys. They will be back during the 2019-2020 season. So next next season, uh, two seasons after, I mean, it will be back. Uh, And as for our final team in the Pacific Division, Oh, it wasn't this team the most disappointing team of 2018, uh, 2017, they didn't even do anything this year. They, wow. Uh, they had an amazing first game. Everyone thought, oh, wow, look at this. Look at what they're doing at Calgary. Look at this year they're going to have. And then it just didn't. Uh, so that team, of course, is the Edmonton Oilers. And I really don't think there was a team as disappointing as the Edmonton Oilers were last year. This is a team that has the best player in the world, and somehow he doesn't have anyone fast enough to play with him. Now, don't you guys think that, uh, I don't know, who just won, uh, Kevin, remind me, who won the MVP last season in the NHL? Who's the current MVP of the league? I don't know. Is it, is it Connor McDavid? 
No, all, he did win that last year, but who won this year? Is, isn't it who always Conor record? McDavid? Though, in Taylor Miami. Hall. Thank you, JL. It was indeed <laughs> Taylor Hall who should indeed still be an Edmonton Oiler, but man, Peter Chiarelli made one of the worst trades in hockey history, wait, trading wait, Taylor Hall to the New Jersey Devils for Adam Larson. Uh, Straight if, up. If George McPhee had not traded Martin Erat for Philip Forsberg, that would have been just gonna the worst that. trade ever. But, uh, you know, Adam Lars for Taylor Hall is very is definitely up there. Imagine Hall playing with Connor McDavid. Oh, man, you can imagine that, what, what kind of magic those two would have imagine. created together. They did. I think it happened for a little bit of time. But apparently, <laughs> apparently it wasn't good enough for Peter Chiarelli, though. So, you know. Uh, you know, the Oilers, God. Uh, what, do you, what, is, what is there to say? What is there to say about the Edmonton Oilers right now? They're, they're, they, there were people that picked them to make the Western Conference Final. There were people that picked them to win everything last year. <clears throat> they were last offseason's hot team to pick to win the Stanley Cup. And, God, what did they do in the draft? I'll admit, they, they drafted very well. They got Evan Bouchard in the first round, which is exactly what they need, a big, heavy defenseman that can quarterback their power play and get pucks up to Connor McDavid. Look, Peter Chiarelli, man, it's not hard. Just get some guys with some skill that can skate fast. Don't sign Milan Lucic of the world to seven-year deals. You need guys that can skate fast, guys with a bit of skill that McDavid can do his thing with. I, I You know, it's it's mind-boggling to me. You have the best player in the world, and your team did as poorly as it did last year. Uh, you know, within a few years of Sidney Crosby being drafted to the Pittsburgh Penguins, they had a Stanley Cup. The Oilers don't look close to that right now. Their blue line it doesn't seem to be in good shape. Their forward core is in shambles once again. And it looks like it's Connor McDavid and uh, whoever decides to step up that night. What is, I mean, I just I don't I don't know what the Oilers are doing. I don't know if they're doing the right things. JL, let's start with you, man. What do you what do you think about this Edmonton Oilers squad? Ooh, boy, I have a, a little bit to say about these guys. Now, just to go back just a little bit, uh the Stanley Cup winning teams or the core of the Stanley Cup winning teams that the Boston Bruins had in 2011, if I'm correct, and in 2013, were all built, for the most part, by none other than your own Jeff Gordon, for the most part. Okay. Huzzah! So, that being said, you give Peter Torelli, after the Bruins let Gordon go when he came to the Rangers, thankfully, um, they let Peter Torelli do what he needed to do. And yeah, the team stayed relevant, but he was stupid enough not to break everything up. Now he's here in Edmonton. Now, mind you, this is the same guy that traded away Tyler Sagan for Louis Erickson and a bag of pucks. Okay, yeah. I, I, the, the players involved in the deal—they're good players, but Tyler Sagan is Tyler Sagan. Okay, number one center could be number one center on any other team, except for the fact that the Stars have Jamie Benn. Anyways, so now that he has full reign here, everything started to change. You know, they had that good—I guess first or second season with, uh, you know, when they made it to the playoffs, you know, they, oh, yeah, they did all right, whatever. That was all a stroke of luck because Connor McDavid went crazy and they were able to, you know, squeak in off of that only. The team he's putting together is getting progressively worse. Uh, he's not that great of a general manager, hot take, quote-unquote. Um, but you look at the players that he has on the team, you look at the, he doesn't have a supporting cast outside of Leon Dreisaitl. You know, yeah. Cheech, old. Nugent Hopkins, bust. He, typical bottom 
tier center. Rangers have better centers than him, unfortunately. I hate yeah. to say that, but it's yeah. true. Ryan Strong. Say, cause the kid had such promise, and you know, it's yeah, it, exactly it hasn't really come through. And uh, I'm glad no, you brought up Ryan Strom too, because Ryan Strom was traded. Oh God, here's another one. Oh, another that's great another terrible trade. trade. Oh my gosh, uh, I can't believe that. Jordan Eberle could have been on Connor oh. David's wing once again, and uh, Peter Chiarelli opted to trade Jordan Eberle to the New York Islanders for Ryan Strom. Oh. It's it's I, I just I don't understand these trades Chiarelli does, and I'd like to point this out. <laughs> number one and number two pick in the 2010 NHL that. entry draft. The number one and number two pick in the 2010 NHL entry draft was were Taylor Hall and Tyler Sagan back to back. Peter Chiarelli has traded them both. Just trade them both. And, you know, How do you do that? And and the, the <laughs> terrible part about all this is that you know I, I was at the um I was at the Ranger Islander game earlier this year when they got blown out and I'm watching Jordan Eberle skate around the ice with John Tavares and I'm just saying to myself damn you Peter Torelli why would you want to trade I mean the Islanders are ecstatic because they that probably one of the few moves Garth Snow was actually good at making was saying, Hey, I'm not that stupid. I'll take this trade. You know, (laughs) you know, I just don't understand. Jordan Eberle does well with the Oilers. They make it to the playoffs. And what is his first instinct to do? Well, I might as well trade him for someone else. That's about half as good. Maybe a little younger. Sure. But he's not as good as Jordan Eberle. Jordan Eberle came onto the, I remember when Jordan Eberle came onto the scene, he had that really good goal against Calgary, if I'm correct. Um, where he just totally undressed. I think it was Kippersoff, if I'm correct. And he just, the kid was good and he continued to be good. He just didn't have a supporting cast. All of a sudden his Connor McDavid guy lands in a lap because we're so bad. And they go, okay, let's put them together. And guess what? They actually did well. And what's his first instinct? Well, might as well trade him to somewhere else because <laughs> don't want him here. <laughs> I don't understand this team. And okay. They, they had Chris, Chris Russell's probably one of the few guys on that team outside of McDavid and dry that I like, even though he's a little older, but you look at the rest of the team, Darnell nurse. Don't know what they're doing with him. Um, he's good. Although, he I will just, say this for Darnell nurse. Darnell nurse had a good year last year. No, he did. No, he yeah. did. But yeah. leave it to Peter. Watch. He's going to do well for the Oilers this season. And then he's going to end up getting traded for Shea Weber. Watch. Um, so, <laughs> but you know, again, just to sum up, because I can go on a rant about all this, uh, Kyle Brodziak old, uh, Zach Cassian old. He's a punk. Okay. Uh, Oscar Clefbaum, eh, he's all right. He's not the worst. You know, uh, Puglia Yarvi, up and down. Ty Ratty. Yeah. Uh, uh, Toby Reeder, fast, but even the Coyotes didn't want him. Uh, yeah. and, 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 you know, I, I feel bad for my boy Cam Talbot. You know, my first ever hockey yeah. game, this is going to sound strange, my first ever hockey game in 2015, I didn't have a lot of money to buy Ranger tickets over the years, but I finally had the chance to finally get to a Ranger game in 2015, and Cam Talbot was the goaltender, and he won. He stoned the Blue Jackets that night. Cam Talbot forever has my heart, and I feel bad for him that he has to be on the entire fire of a team. You know, and, and I just I don't think they're going to be good, and it sucks because they're going to end up doing. Uh, it's a sense if they if they don't write the ship, it's going to end up being McDavid being on a team for years without having any um, sort of yeah. fruits. And also, let's remember and it this: sucks. the Oilers have been bad for so long, which McDavid fell into their lap. I just would it be fair if they they somehow won the lottery again and ended up with Jack Hughes like? Oh, Man, how much how much do you need to not. give a franchise before they can make you know can come out of something? And it's it, it's frustrating because I remember even this year people were saying, oh, what if Edmonton ends up with Rasmus Dahlin and this is that and like 
it's they easily could have. And next year they could yeah. somehow end up with Jack Hughes if they're bad again. And oh man, I, I I don't know how good that looks for the league, but that's a topic for another time, and we can really go into that another time. But this is a team that really needs to turn around. You have the best player in the world. Get him some decent players to play with, please. Let Leon Dreisaitl and him always play together. Some, some supporting staff. Yeah, please. Just, like let. Just, Hopefully, hopefully for the Oilers, let's look at it a little positively before we sign off here. Yes, he pulled your if he could take a step forward. Leon Dreisaitl continues to play powerfully. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, somehow he's better at wing than he is at center. And Ethan Bear steps up on defense, and Evan Bouchard jumps right in. That's a lot of ifs. But things can turn around in Oiler land, especially if Cam Talbot can get his game back. And they can... The Oilers fans can start to see the light again. I mean, I'll admit, two years ago when they had that run in the playoffs, I thought they were going to be the next good team in this league. They looked good. They looked ready. They looked like they were on it. And, I, you know, I, I love Connor McDavid. I love watching the kid play because he's spectacular. Like, they, there's no one better than him in, this, in the world at what he does. And, you know, if, if you guys haven't watched out there him play or you – honestly, watching him play during a game, I'm just talking about the highlights. I'm just even talking about the little things that the guy does. Absolutely incredible player. You know, he's one of a kind. And I, I want to see this kid succeed. I don't want him to be bogged down by bad general managing and bad management of a team. It's just, you know, but regardless, uh, last thing before we go, who wins the division? Whew, this is a tough one. There's a lot of questions specific. Uh, we got through this really well. So applause to you boys. We did this pretty well. Uh, but, uh, I think the winner of the Pacific division this year, I think they're going to have a major bounce back year. Oh, this is a hot take. And once again, no pun intended. The Calgary Flames are going to go from one of the worst teams in the Pacific and in the, in the league to taking, possibly taking the Pacific division crown this year. I'm, I'm think they're going to have a, a nice trip on their shoulder from missing last year. And I think this team could possibly make it. Kevin, you first. Who uh, wins the Pacific Division? Before I get to that, you you just completely skipped over me for Edmonton, but you guys pretty oh, much I'm covered sorry. it over. I have, I have no, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Just just one thing. Look, Brian Nugent-Hopkins' contract is up in 2021, I think. Let's not be too hasty about a trade possibly next year. So mm. let's look at it that way. And uh, – on top of the division, it's I I, I gotta say I gotta it's probably gonna be the Knights, Sharks, or Flames. They're very close together. I'm gonna say two to three points out from each other. JL, who wins the division? Uh, I'm going with the San Jose Sharks. It's gonna probably be a battle between the Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I am going to have to not agree with you guys and think that Calgary frames will be anything, but more than likely because I said it, they're probably going to do well anyways. But um, no, I think it's going to be the sharks of the Knights. more than likely going to be the San Jose sharks. I think. And there you have it. There is our 2018, 19 Pacific division preview. Check back with us next week. And we will be going over the central division where my uh, second favorite team currently resides. And if you don't know, you will know who that is next week. Kevin knows, Kevin knows who it is. But, uh, I, I know. you know, <laughs> next, next week will be a fun week when we go over the Central, uh, who's going to win the division and the major players in that division. One last bit of news before we go is uh, the 2019 All-Star Game is hosted by a Pacific Division team. It happens to be the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Kevin will be there, front row, glass seats right behind the bench. Uh, look from there You'll on see TV me in the giant shark costume. They actually gave me money to do it. <laughs> 
There you go. So uh, Kevin will be there. We might be there. We probably won't be there, but Kevin will be there. No. Uh, no. I will. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, thank you. So much for, do it. There you go. If someone plays Sharks at the San, at San Jose Sharks, please send Space Earthbender to the All Star Game. That is our. Absolutely. We're going to start a campaign this year. Please. Yes. <laughs> So to wrap up this week, thank you everyone so much for joining us. I know it was a little longer of an episode this week. Uh, it's kind of going to be maybe a little shorter around this length for the next three weeks as we go over the division previews. We want to make sure we get ample amount of time with each team. So once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, have a good week, everyone. And as always, let's go Rangers. <sighs> to Old Navy now for February's biggest style steal. 40% off all jeans and tees. Jeans started just 18 bucks for adults, 12 bucks for kids. With tees from just 7 bucks for adults, 6 bucks for kids. All jeans and tees are on sale. Even your favorite rock star jeans. All jeans and all tees are 40% off right now. Don't miss out. Run into Old Navy and OldNavy.com today. Valid 211 to 221 excludes in-store clearance jeans and tees. Active licensed and men's package tees. Get to Old Navy now for February's biggest style steal. 40% off all jeans and tees. Jeans start at just 18 bucks for adults, 12 bucks for kids. With tees from just 7 bucks for adults, 6 bucks for kids. All jeans and tees are on sale, even your favorite rock star jeans. All jeans and all tees are 40% off right now. Don't miss out. Run into Old Navy and OldNavy.com today. Valid 211 to 221 excludes in-store clearance jeans and tees. Active licensed and men's package tees. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. And let's go, Raider Nation. It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests. Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group. 
Business with personality. That's the idea that launched London's business newspaper, City AM, 15 years ago. And it's the same idea that inspired our new daily podcast, The City View, where you'll find me, City AM editor Christian May, interviewing the most well-known, influential and colourful figures from business, politics and finance. The City View from City AM, with a new episode every morning. It's the perfect start to your working day.